Today's episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by State Farm. When you need a game plan for protection, State Farm agents are here to help. With personalized service, agents are available to talk in person, over text, or through the State Farm app. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. Find an agent in your neighborhood today. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and my co-Danny, the hero we need and the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight himself, Danny Kelly. How are you doing, DK? <laughs> I'm doing wondrous. How are you doing today? Wondrous. That is wonderful. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. We are not joined by Craig today. Craig is sick. I think that's what happens when you're still eating off of your O.J. Howard pick from two weeks ago. It ge- it goes bad, and then you get food poisoning. So Yeah, we got to blame Craig for that one, I think. It's okay, because the Danacy pod is pure again, so it's excellent. So just you and me, and it's going to be great. So let's just jump in. DK, what did you <laughs> see this week that kind of made you go, what? Yeah, so obviously the biggest game of the week and the most intriguing game of the week was the Ravens versus the Texans, and it was a one-sided game, obviously. We saw Jackson just completely dominate in that game. Lamar Jackson outscored Deshaun Watson 33.5 to 4. So it was absolutely <laughs> one-sided. It was, it was, I mean, obviously it was fun to watch, and it was exciting to watch the Ravens offense, but it definitely wasn't kind of the game that a lot of us were expecting. It was a complete blowout. Um, But I thought what... It just kind of be a good chance right now to regroup and look at what Lamar Jackson is doing this season because in a lot of ways, it, it sort of echoes and there's parallels to what Patrick Mahomes did fantasy-wise last season. So just looking at the numbers, now we're almost through 11 weeks. Obviously, we've got Monday Night Football going, but through 11 weeks, um, Jackson is on pace for 441.6 fantasy points it's over 16 games last season for ref- reference. Mahomes scored 417 points through 16 games. Now, obviously, the, the fantasy season doesn't last 16 or 17 weeks. So through 15 games last season, Mahomes had 399.7 uh, fantasy points. This season, Jackson is on pace for 414 points. So he's outpacing MVP Mahomes from last year, who was not only the regular, like the real football MVP, but he was easily the fantasy football MVP too, based on the fact that he was, for most people, a late-round draft pick. He was the QB 16 last season with an ADP of 110th overall. So if you got if you got Mahomes in like the 10th round of your draft last year, he was the number one guy in fantasy football, and he probably won you your league. Um, I think Jackson's doing almost exactly the same thing as, as Mahomes did last year for a lot of people this season. He's He was the QB 14 prior to the season, 106th overall, so almost exactly the same. And obviously now he's just on pace to have the most ridiculous season ever. Right now he's on pace for 3,600 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, eight picks, plus 1,260 yards rushing and almost 10 yard and almost 10 rushing touchdowns. So overall, 4,873 total yards and 40 touchdowns ish on the year. And he is 22 years old. So I just think what Jackson is doing is really, really fun, really cool, slightly different style than what Mahomes did last season, but he's essentially this season's Patrick Mahomes when it comes to fantasy football. 
Yeah, the age thing always gets me. Peter King wrote in his column this week that Lamar Jackson will be the youngest, if he wins, would be the youngest MVP since Jim Brown in 1958. Jeez. So 22 years old. Jim, what were you doing at 22? What were you doing? Substitute teacher. You were a substitute teacher? teacher? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We will get to that later. Are you? Oh my, all right. That's what a, that's a rich text that we don't have time for right now. But yeah, Lamar has <laughs> been fantastic. I mean, you wrote a story earlier this year that Lamar Jackson could break fantasy football and he promptly is flirting with having the most points ever in fantasy football. So how about that? I just think it's really cool. I think it's, uh, it's fun how he's going about it. Obviously he's doing things with his legs that we've never really seen from any quarterback, even going back to Michael Vick, like he just has a little bit different style. Um, and you know, there was all these theories prior to the season, like if he could finally figure out kind of like, not finally, but if he could figure out how to, you know, bring the passing game to like he, his upside is seriously limit limitless. And we're kind of seeing that right now. Like, he, and he's still growing. He's still developing as a passer. Like we talked about, he's only 22. Um, so, you know, assuming he can stay healthy, which is always the big question, you know, with anybody who runs, um, you know, he's just got incredible, incredible potential and, and, could be just like an all-time great quarterback if he if he can stay healthy. You know what Tom Brady was doing when he was 22? <laughs> what was he doing? He was quarterback at Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So love Lamar, uh but let's let's hop into some injury news cuz unfortunately there were some injuries this week. So let's go to next man up. Marlon Mack on the Colts running back. He fractured his right hand in the Colts win over the Jaguars. Had surgery in the hand on Monday. He's out a few weeks per Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Adam Schefter said, quote, on Twitter, it is not thought to be season ending at this time. Thought the at this time thing was interesting. So the Colts backfield is certainly one you want to be a part of because they have such a great offensive line and they can move the ball when Jacoby Brissett is in. Mack had a good game. He had 14 carries for 109 yards and a very impressive 20-yard touchdown where he had two spin moves to get to the outside and bounce a touchdown. That was cool. But whoever takes over for him is going to be really important to own. But the question is who? So Jordan Wilkins behind him. He did not practice last week and did not play with an ankle injury. So he was inactive in this game. Jonathan Williams got 13 carries for 116 yards, including a 48-yard touchdown. Or sorry, 48-yard uh, run. They're the Williams and Marlon Mack were the first pair of Colts to have more than 100 rushing yards in the same game ever. So somehow that had never happened. And then I think... A notable aspect of this game was that uh, Naheem Hines, who's the pass catching back in that, his usage didn't really change when Marlon Mack left the game, which I think is important. So it really seems to be between Jonathan Williams and Jordan Wilkins uh, splitting time, whether Wilkins can come back. And also, I think Williams has some pass catching upside. There was actually, he converted a a screen on third and 19, and he wasn't even supposed to be in on the play. So Naheem Hines actually was supposed to be in, but there was miscommunication. He stayed on the field. Williams got the first down. So... Maybe he gets some more time, maybe he carves out. So, DK, what do you see as, what do you think people should do with Marlon Mack's injury? There's Williams, there's Jordan Wilkins, and then there's what to expect. I think it's a little bit of a toss-up this week. I lean Williams just based on the health situation. Obviously, he was healthy enough to go this week, and it's a short week. It's Thursday night football, so Wilkins' status is sort of up in the air going forward. Obviously, he said that he wants to try and play, but... If you know, if I'm the Colts, I'm probably sticking with the hot hand. Williams looked really good in that game, um, and you know he's very dynamic. You know he he was breaking tackles out there. He was making a lot of moves. I I liked what I saw from him out there. So I think if I'm if I'm the Colts, I'm probably sticking with him in this situation. Um, and he's healthier too. So I would put Williams ahead of Wilkins, but we really just don't know how that's all going to play out. So there's a little bit of uncertainty there. 
But if Mac is out a few weeks, obviously it's the crucial stretch. There's only a few weeks left till most fantasy playoffs. So absolutely crucial stretch. And I, I would I think Williams is clearly to me the best pickup of the week or number one waiver priority, most uh, free agent auction budget money, all that jazz. Yeah, the Colts run the ball a lot. It's a big part of their philosophy and, and their identity. So for Unless sure, Quentin gonna, Nelson gonna... is vulturing touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, definitely, I think he's kind of at the top of the list. All right, next up, quarterback Mitchell Trubisky on the Bears. Uh, tough game. Biscuits left the game. There's only a few minutes left with a hip injury, according to the team. Apparently, he suffered the hip injury earlier in the game, but tried playing through it unsuccessfully. Uh, Maze and Kevin covered this on uh, Sunday's pod. It was really sad to hear Maze talk about this, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <it> was <laughs> I know, like, right? so, there was a point where he said that Tariq Cohen's touchdown pass was to his outside shoulder, and Maze was just like, I don't know if he did that on purpose. I'm like, wow, that's so sad. <laughs> Trubisk gets a 24 of 43, um, completed 24 of 43 passes, 190 yards, uh, one touchdown, 10 fantasy points. Maybe he's going to play this week against the Giants. Uh, I only bring him up because the Giants usually are a green light for any quarterback because they right. do just do the thing. <laughs> what, Giants, what Giants quarterback? Are you asking me? Oh, Dan, yeah, tell was, me about the Giants quarterback. What Giants defense? defense you messed it up, I mean. but whatever. We're going to keep going. <laughs> the point is the Giants defense sucks, yeah. and any other situation, maybe in the whole league, we would be greenlighting them against the Bears. Yeah. Whether Let's just say whether Trubisky plays and he's healthy or maybe he's not healthy or benched or whatever's going on there, would you do Chase Daniels a streamer against the Giants, or is that just is that just mm. like desperate rock bottom for you? <laughs> I think I would probably avoid that if, if possible. <laughs> Um, I will say there's there's a few really good quarterbacks on by this week, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so if you're desperate, it could be worse just based on the matchup. But um, yeah, I'd probably look elsewhere. What about Allen Robinson? If you have Allen Robinson against the Giants cornerbacks, you can definitely not cover Allen Robinson, but maybe nobody can throw to Allen Robinson. <laughs> I think I would still stick with Robinson. I mean, I mean, there's really just not a huge difference at this point between Chase Daniel and Mitch Trubisky, and that's kind of very, very sad, obviously. Who's that an insult uh, to, Mitch or <laughs> Chase? Clearly know. Mitch. Clearly Mitch. I mean, uh, Chase Daniel was not the second overall pick of the draft. So. I, well, Chase lives the life. Those backup quarterbacks, you can pay <laughs> millions of dollars to just be on the sideline and be an advisor, and it's kind of a sweet gig, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Next up, Philip Dorsett, receiver for the Patriots. Uh, Philip Dorsett left the 17-10 win over the Eagles with a concussion, suffered it on a touchdown catch from Julian Edelman, of all Random. people, who roped yeah. it. That was like the best throw of the night. Um, <laughs> Dorsett did not return. Oh, that's shade at Tom Brady right there. Tom Brady threw shade at Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, no, 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 don't do that to me. I mean, he, the, he, no, he definitely did not look After good. the game, Tom Brady went on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI and said, quote, it's just frustration with the offense. We're trying to grind them out, referring to the games. I'm happy we won on the road, but at the same time, I just wish we'd score more points. We have to figure out how we can fix our problems as best we can. And then he went on, as crazy as it sounds, we're still kind of relatively new, getting familiar with each other on offense. Now, that sounds a little crazy, but it's not. Nikhil Harry just recently came off injured reserve. Mm -hmm. Jacoby Myers is, I mean, I think Patriots fans are in love with him, but he's this young guy and was kind of not always running the right routes, it seems, or at least Tony Romo seemed to think so on Sunday. So mm. we don't know how long Dorsett will be out. Sanu also injured his ankle in this game, but doesn't seem super serious, but the Pats seem like they're going to retool here. Nikhil Harry ran more routes than Myers did on Sunday. We'll see how they account if Dorsett's out. But do you like any of these guys, or do you want to see more of what they do with this offense in the yeah. next few weeks? Because they seem no, upset. I, I, 
I think they're huge, huge dart throws. If you're if you're trying to ro- roll with either Harry or Myers, it's a huge dart throw. Um, I just it's hard to kind of trust this Patriots passing game right now. I mean, I think I saw the stat that Tom Brady had 14 incompletions in the first half, which is the most incompletions he's ever had in the first half. So that's, that's I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's the the offense is out of sorts, and like you said, there's a lot of youth and they're still trying to figure out their passing game it's just not it just doesn't look like the the old patriots offenses of you know obviously of of the glory years but um yeah it's just hard to trust anyone in that in that offense other than edelman at this point i'd be interested to see how they retool in the next few weeks and maybe i would pay attention to that around fantasy playoff time but yeah right now if tom brady's saying they need to make changes i'm not going to pretend to know what they need to do because they seem to not wholly know what they need to do so Last injury for the week, uh, Auden Tate on the Bengals. Tate was carted off after suffering. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Carted off the neck injury in the fourth quarter. Uh, Bengals lost to the Raiders. Uh, Tweeted after the game that he's good and um, seems hopefully he escaped a major injury. Um, If Tate misses time, you know, maybe a little boost for Tyler Boyd and Eifert and Erickson. But, I mean, DK, do you see this Bengals team? Uh, No. I mean, it was already... It was already iffy, and now that Dalton's on the bench, they're going with Ryan Finley. There's nobody in that offense right now that's very trusted. Other than than Mixon's kind of come on of late. They're well, their run game, so it seems that when they came out of their bye week, they were very, very interested in um, reestablishing the run. And I think Mixon had 30 yeah. carries in the first uh, week out of that. So yeah, I mean that's just not a good situation for the Bengals' for, pass game at this point is a wasteland, exactly. and I would avoid it at all uh, costs. This, speaking of wastelands, this is the last week for buys, DK, and then the Thank buys God. the buys are Thank over. God. So bye 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 <laughs> to the bye bye buys. Yes, to the segment bye 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 to the segment bye bye bye. I can tell Jim is so thrilled with me I'm, right I'm now. following you on this. Yes. I, you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, this week Chiefs, Vikings, Cardinals, and Chargers are on bye. Obviously, it's a lot of players. I mean. Kirk yeah, Cousins a lot and Mahomes. Of Quietly, yeah. Kirk Cousins and Mahomes, two of the best quarterbacks in fantasy in real life the last month. You're losing Kyler, using Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, like Tyreek. A lot of a lot of uh, solid fantasy players are on by this week. So just quickly run through some streamers. Who do you yeah. like as uh, streaming for week 12, the last real big streaming week? So if you have Mahomes, Cousins, Murray, or Rivers, I think a couple options at quarterback that are, are reasonable streamers this week. Ryan Tannehill, the Titans, going up against Jacksonville. He's owned in 21% of leagues. Tannehill has quietly scored 18.923, 19 19.4, 19.2 points in his four starts this season. 70% completion rate, eight touchdowns, three picks, 8.4 yards per attempt, which is shocking to me. 254 yards game, 107 passer rating. So he's actually been pretty solid. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he plays him, plays his way into a starting job with the Titans going forward. But in the short term, it, it, you know, this week, he is a reasonable, I think, streamer, as is Sam Darnold, the Jets. I hate touting Darnold at this point just because I don't trust the Jets at all. But Darnold looked pretty good last week against the Redskins, touched four touchdowns. He has five touchdowns and one pick in his last two games. So he's, he's managed to kind of cut down on the turnovers that always plague him. And he's going up against Oakland who are the fifth worst defense against opposing quarterbacks this season. I will say, keep in mind that Oakland's pass rush is definitely kind of caught on in the last two or three games. And so that's something that could be a factor. I think I probably lean Tannehill if you're, if you're choosing between the two of these guys. Tannehill has been fantastic. 
Love Tannehill. Uh, running, <laughs> yeah. The the running back for this for streaming this week again. I mean, Jonathan Williams. Uh, he just jumps off the page this week. It's Thursday, so we'll see. But the short turnaround, Wilkins not playing. Everything suggests that he could be a really really good play for Thursday mm-hmm. football if you're able to grab him. Uh, what about tight end DK? It's ne- once again another tough week at tight end. Yeah, a couple of guys I think that are streamable options this week. Dallas Goddard of the Eagles going to get oh, going up against the Seahawks. He's nineteen percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Um, he scored nine point six plus points. I, don't, I I wish I could just round it off to ten, but nine point six plus PPR points in five out of his last seven games. So he's got a decent floor um, in what has been a tight end wasteland this season. Uh, he had. Three catches for 36 yards and a touchdown versus the Patriots. He scored 12.6 PPR points. Seahawks, uh, you know, their defense has been hit and miss this season. You don't really, I don't know what to expect from them going forward. They were very, very good last week. Um, but overall, the Seahawks defense this season has been pretty awful. So that matchup could be good for them. I think Noah Fant of the Broncos is coming on over the last few weeks. He's 28% owned. Going up against Buffalo, he had... Uh, 9.3 PPR points this last week, 11 targets versus the Vikings. He's trending up in the right direction. I think he's kind of been, he's he's emerged as a big target for the Brandon Allen-led Broncos offense. And so um, could have a worse option than him. And then finally, Ryan Griffin, the Jets, who has basically taken over the role that we all thought Chris Herndon would have late in the season. Um, he had five catches for 109 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Um you know, obviously in the Jets offense, things are always going to be inconsistent, but he's clearly the number one tight end in that offense. And Sam Darnold has been looking to him a lot. So um, going up against the Raiders, that could be an option for you. You know what integrity in fantasy sports looks like? You refusing to round up from 9.6 to 10. And that 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 is why you're the Dark Knight, DK. That is why you're my hero. The hero we all need and the hero we yes, all deserve. Yes, thank you. Thank I th- you. I think that's the end of Bye 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 for the whole season. For the year of 2019. Man, I'm glad that bye weeks are over. Thank God. Jim, were you a Backstreet Boys or sync? Neither. <laughs> Great. All right, DK, so can we agree Jonathan Williams is the number one pickup for this week? And if you had to pick one of those tight ends, if someone's tight end desperate, would you want Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, or Ryan Griffin? That's tough. I think I lean Goddard. Goddard, Griffin, then Fant. Beautiful. All right, let, we're going to get in some categories, but first, let's take a quick break. Fireball is not your typical spirits product that fits neatly into a category. It is one of a kind. Now their new products, the Firebox, the Party Bucket, and the Party Ball are perfect for tailgating anything. Yes, that means anything. Not just football games or any sports game at all for that matter. Tailgate your friend's baby shower. Tailgate a grocery store trip. Tailgate your grandma's birthday party. Fireball is here to tell everyone that is not just acceptable, but encouraged. Fuck social norms, be bold, and tailgate everything. Because the party box, the firebox, a box of three and a half liters of fireball, and the party ball dispenser will take your party anywhere you want to go. I love fireball. Fireball unofficially sponsored my senior year of college. So I'm thrilled that now it can be officially sponsoring every tailgate. You don't even need an event. Just go outside in sunshine and grass. It's lovely. Go buy yourself and your friends some Fireball and tailgate life. And we're also brought to you by Lightstream. You know what feels great? Paying off high interest credit cards, getting a lower rate and saving money. Refinance your credit card balances and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. 
you can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay, much lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 20% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 with no fees, no application fees, no origination fees, no transaction fees, and no prepayment penalties. The online application is quick and easy. You can apply right from your phone. Plus, you can get your money as soon as the day you apply. Apply now to get an additional interest rate discount just for our listeners. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash ringer. That's lightstream.com slash ringer for an additional discount. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash ringer. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash ringer for more information. All right, now it's time for some deceiving yards. Who's fool's gold and who is for real? Yeah. Guys who had big days or little days. DK, who had a huge day this week that you were buying, not buying? What's up? It is your guy, quarterback Josh Allen of the Bills. My guy! He is slinging it right now, Danny. Yeah, uh, he is. He, he, he's quietly having a pretty damn good season. He was 21 of 33 for 256 yards, three touchdowns. On Sunday, he added... 56 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Granted, it was against the Dolphins, who have been terrible this year on defense, um, but it does follow a longer trend for the second-year pro. He's, he's been pretty solid over the last five games. He's put together five straight games with two touchdowns and no picks, and he's which he's the first quarterback to do that since 2015, Russell Wilson. Only Wilson, Aaron Rodgers in 2014, Peyton Manning in 2012, Tom Brady in 2012, and Drew Brees in 2011 have done that. The two two touchdowns and no picks in five straight games. So that's pretty crazy. I often think, when I think of Josh Allen, everyone who comes to my mind is Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. <laughs> right? That's yeah. who I think about. Um, I think I saw this from the Bills PR on Twitter. He has 163 straight passes without an interception, which is second only um, among active streets, streaks to Kirk Cousins. So this is not the this is not your father's Josh Allen of last season. Uh, he's actually making good decisions. It's funny because every time he gets outside the pocket, you're like, oh God, what is he going to do? You know, like if he's not not when he's scrambling, but when he's like moving around behind the pocket trying to make a play, you're always like, don't throw across your body, don't do this, don't do it, don't do it, and then he does it. Um, only in the last few games, he hasn't been making terrible decisions and just trying to huck it into coverage. So that's a huge step for him. Um, yeah, I'm I'm way more optimistic about Josh Allen than I was, I think, at the beginning of the season. So that's that's pretty exciting. And the Bills are quietly, you know, playoff contenders. So it's it's kind of fun to watch. DK, your son turned five months old today, right? He did, indeed. Yes. How does it feel he's only lived in a world where Josh Allen's a great quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't ever thought of it that way, but uh that that's that'll that'll really mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> what a world. What a time to be alive especially for young um, Calvin. Uh, so, but bottom line, I don't know if I'm necessarily completely buying the super efficient and mistake-free Josh Allen, um, but I do think it is a huge, huge step in the right direction. And I'm kind of thinking like the, it, he almost, it, it feels like he's turned a corner a little bit. That's not going to say he's never going to turn the ball over again, clearly, but um, I think it's huge, huge development for him. When the Bills 
beat the Giants and Jets back to back in the Meadowlands and said there was only one team in New York, then I lost all rights to say anything about Josh Allen. So <laughs> sorry. The, he's, it was he's, fun actually, last, but, he's he's a great like uh presser and post game interview kind of guy. Like it's it's easy to see how the, why the team loves him so it's, much. He's he's great. He's wonderful. Yeah. Uh all right. Quarterbacks by fantasy points per game. I'm gonna give you a little quiz. Lamar Jackson is number one, 27.6 points per game. Russell Wilson's 24.3. Dak Prescott's 24.1. The fourth ranked guy redacted. Then Deshaun Watson's fifth and Patrick Mahomes is sixth. If you can guess who the fourth person on that list is, I will admit I was wrong about Marquise Brown. <laughs> if you can guess who is fourth on this list. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Dak, blank, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. So it's got to be a guy who recently started I'm playing. not giving you any hints. Jeff Driscoll. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That was that was straight up process of elimination because yeah, I was like, there's right, no way. Exactly. I, I, so yeah, this is my deceiving yards for the week. Jeff Driscoll shredded the Dallas Cowboys. How did this happen? 27 and a half fantasy points. Last two weeks, he's the number six fantasy QB. Um, has been kind of <laughs> good, awesome. kind of awful, often at the same time. It's been absolutely bizarre. He can run. We've talked so much about the rushing floor a quarterback can have, when you, especially when you want to stream someone that, you know, at the end of the day, if they can rush for 60 yards and maybe a score, it doesn't matter what they do. They'll be have a decent enough day. They're playing, Was- uh, they're playing Washington this week. Is Jeff Driscoll a streamer, oh. DK? Oh, man. How have we not mentioned him already? Absolutely. Sure. I All mean, right, assuming then, Stafford can't go. Yes, assuming Stafford can't go. But I just I think I think we are establishing that he's not going to play for a few more weeks, if ever. This I season. am blown away by Jeff Driscoll's emergence, and I don't know. I, the, every time it comes up, I think of Red Dead Redemption and the O Driscolls. So I'm kind of naturally uh, he's growing on me, though. He he's I think he's interesting from a streaming point of view because he he had some like you know uh, maneuverability, some athleticism as a runner. So that that's big, obviously, and with the, I mean, look at the top guys in the fantasy in, in fantasy quarterbacks this year are, are all sort of people that can you know guys that can do stuff with their legs. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. All right, the guy you're not supposed to worry about is people coming for people's jobs. Deacon sticking with the Lions right here. Yeah, speaking of the Lions, Bo Scarborough uh, came out of nowhere. He was like a late addition from the practice squad. Went in and started for the Lions. Looked pretty solid. Finished with 14 rushes for 55 yards, which is somehow, I, I think I saw this, somehow the second most from a Detroit running back this season, 55 yards. And he, he netted 11 and a half PPR points, 14 rushes, 55 yards, and a touchdown. You know, that's not a huge production, but from the Lions, from this group that we've been trying to figure out over the last three to four weeks. Ty Johnson had two rushes for six yards. J.D. McKissick had three carries for three yards. So I think Scarborough maybe earned sort of the lead back, at least early down roll in this offense. Well, we'll see, but I think that's where this could be going because he, to me he looked better than any of the other guys on the ground. Bo Scarborough was DK Metcalf before DK Metcalf because <laughs> yeah. a photo of him like shirtless in the Alabama sideline went viral because he's six foot one, 235 pounds. And yeah, he ended so, up being a seventh round pick in 2018 and then just showed up again on this Lions team. <laughs> he was drafted in the seventh round by the Cowboys, which I thought was a f- pretty fun fit. Didn't work out there. He ended up with Seattle, actually. Um, I remember watching him in the preseason. There was people that were mad that he got cut in favor of, I think, CJ Procise and, and whatever. So there were people that really liked him. He looked pretty good in the preseason. So it's not super surprising. The main thing with him has just been health. 
So if he can stay healthy, I think then this is a chance for him to kind of finally get a job that he can, you know, can run with. Love Bo. Oh, so such a football name. Kind of like a Madden generated, like number one <laughs> overall player in the yeah. draft name, Bo Scarborough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My guy you're not supposed to worry about. Kenyon Drake, running back for the yeah. Cardinals, because it is officially, it's not even time to worry about David Johnson. It's a time to just completely cut bait and be really <laughs> sad. And there's nothing to worry about anymore because it seems over. This week kind of confirmed David Johnson, not a weekly play in fantasy football anymore. Uh, Arizona's no on way, bye, yeah. no but way. when he you comes back, David Johnson played nine snaps this week and did not touch the football. And healthy, well, ostensibly so, he's a yeah, healthy. He's not you know, listed he's on not, the injury report. Right. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, this is the second week in a row and Cliff Kingsbury said, well, he's still working through stuff. All we can go off is the injury report. Maybe the two weeks does him a little better, but until then, like he was starting 42% of Yahoo leagues. That kind of needs to be zero until he touches the football, you know, at all. So Kenyon Drake, and then maybe even when Chase Edmonds come back, David Johnson might be third string. Right. Really amazing. Uh, don't this know is, what's up with him, but it, it's, it's weird they wouldn't of, list him on the injury report. That's the uh, strange. I'm surprised this isn't a bigger story. I mean, it is a relatively big story and people are talking about it, but. David Johnson is due $10.2 million guaranteed next year. <laughs> like they're, they're stuck with him. And he obviously, you know, he's taking a back, taking a step back with the injuries that he suffered over the last few years, but he just looks <laughs> slow in that offense. And I mean, it's, I mean, a credit to Kingsbury who decided to just go with the best player in this situation instead of the guy who's making the most money because Kenyon Drake looks clearly much, much better for this offense. Um, but I think, you know, David Johnson coming into the season, I think he was a first round pick by ADP or or definitely a high second round pick in a lot of leagues. So um, this is just kind of a massive, massive story. He fell off a cliff this season. Yeah, I mean, th- N- no pun intended. <laughs> there's been, look, there's been, oh, well, that was good, actually. Wow. Well done. <laughs> off the cliff. Took you a back. second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, we saw last year at the playoffs, Todd Gurley uh, was dubiously not listed on some injury reports before games and that he just didn't get usage. Uh, so it's not completely new in the NFC West, but it's still, it's just, yeah, it's upsetting to see. It was really fun when he was healthy and uh, wanted to return to 2015 form when he led the league in scrimmage yards and touchdowns. And I don't know, we'll see. I'm curious what happens when he comes out of the bye, but can't throw him any lineups. So sorry if people drafted him. Go get Jonathan Williams. There you go. Sleeper stream of the week. We're just going to play, pick one flex each week. So it's a running back, a receiver, or a tight end owned by less than 40% of teams, or sorry, owned by less than 40% of leagues. Whichever guy has the most points that weekend wins, and whoever gets the most wins uh, doesn't have to grow a Fu Manchu like Gardner Minshew or something. Is that what we're <laughs> I think doing? That's it. I guess yeah, that's what we're Baker on. had the the Fu Manchu. It's the Gardner who had the whatever he has. Uh, <laughs> all right. Last week this was tough. DK had Cole Beasley and seven point eight PPR points to the Bills. Craig won again. JD McKissick for the Lions eight point three. This is sad. Brian Just Hill don't want to talk about by. it. Yeah, scrape by. Uh, Brian Hill. In reality, Danny, in reality, you had the the best pick in this. I mean, Brian Hill got 15. He had 15 carries and he could only turn it into 30 yards. Yeah, that's upsetting. I'm a little upset. So, I'm a little burnt yeah. up about this. Especially <laughs> when Craig beat you by one catch in half PPR. Oh, this is God, he, I, he literally, yeah. Oh, man. It, so is Craig up to four now? I think that's Craig's Here's, here's my question. If he's not here, do we have to give him the win? Because he didn't show up for the thing. It's kind of like Terrell Owens <laughs> didn't show up to the Hall of Fame. So like, do they even have to put him in? <laughs> I think we should give it to him. Do we? He's got, we don't have he's to. Got food, yeah, he's got food poisoning. Imagine the hell he's in right now. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to. Uh, anyway, take <laughs> fair, who's your fair. streamer for this week? 
Oh man, I'm going out on a limb this week and picking tight end Jacob Hollister of the Seahawks. Uh, it feels like he's sort of taken over in the Will Disley role in the Seahawks offense. I, they're not one-to-one comparison because Disley was more of a Y tight end and, and Hollister is sort of an F type tight end where he kind of moves around H back style. Um, however, he's been very, very like effective in their offense over the last few weeks. He had six uh, targets, four catches, 37 yards and two touchdowns a week, 10, 19.7 PBR points. Uh, last week, 10 catches, eight or sorry, 10 targets, eight catches, 62 yards and a touchdown, 20.2 PPR points. He's just been uh, one of Russell Wilson's go-to guys over the last few weeks. And I, going up against Philly, I think that he's still going to continue to be heavily utilized in the offense. And so, you know, I hate picking a tight end, but we're talking streamers. So, yeah, I'm going with Hollister. Homer pick as always. Craig. <laughs> as always. Yeah. Craig, Craig, uh, not metaphorically, literally mailed in his pick. I mean, I guess email or whatever. <laughs> uh, James Washington on the Steelers. All two homer picks. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, he's rolling yeah, Juju and Deontay Johnson are banged up for the Steelers, and they're playing the Bengals, who he says are, quote, shitty. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're picking a Seahawk. Craig is picking a Steeler, and I am probably going to win. You got to so, go with a giant player, man. Come on. Should I go with Darius Slayton? I was going to pick Debo Samuel on the <laughs> Niners because he's the only competent guy when Sanders and George Kittle are out. Yeah, and uh, should I just roll with Darius Slayton? Just is Slayton right under forty? Is Slayton under forty still? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, Lynn, I think you absolutely. All have right, to. fine. I, you know what? <laughs> when Debo Samuel balls out, no, I'm going with Darius Slayton. I love Darius Slayton. Do it. There you Do go. It. Going against the Bears doesn't really make a ton of sense. Doesn't matter. They had the bye week. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Darius Slayton, the rapport. We must respect the chemistry, and that's what Darius Slayton has with Daniel Jones. It'll be I great. It. I love it. Jared Goff couldn't do much against the Chicago Bears Sunday football. Daniel Jones, about to wreck them. It's going to be great. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Fantasy court time. Do you have a fantasy football dispute that needs litigation? Is there a question that only outside counseling can solve? Take it to fantasy court on the Ringer NFL Show Facebook page. This week, we have Bill Coyle versus the people. <laughs> Bill Coyle. My record is 9-0 and and want to know what is the appropriate level of trash talking I should do to my other league members. DK, what do you think? How much trash talk do you do? I mean, a lot, right? <laughs> what, what, why are we doing this? <laughs> I mean, it's not that simple. Let me, let me put it this way. If you are friends with people in your league, I think there's no limit to the amount of trash talking you can and should be doing if you're 9-0. and um, It's a little bit different if you've been like invited into a league with like your friends' friends and you don't really know everybody. You don't want to be a total jackass. And... I also think there's a little bit, like I'm a little bit of a believer in karma because as soon as you start talking shit, like your fortunes are just going to be completely reversed. So um, you maybe want to like, you know, level that out. But I will say if you're in a group, if you're in a team or a league, I should say with all your friends, there's absolutely no limit. What if it's an office league? Well, it just depends. Are you, if you're like the boss, don't be an asshole, I guess. Right. And if yeah. you're an underling, this is your chance to talk shit to your boss, so you should take advantage of that. Should I give you shit that I'm in, I'm nine and one in the Ringer League, and you're not going to make the playoffs? <laughs> is that the time to bring this up? Hey, we might make the playoffs. We're making this a run true. at this thing. We're making a run. Actually, probably not going to make the playoffs. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to get it in. You told me to. Jack, so Jackson, Safan, and I, uh, we had some bad luck with this uh, with this year. Our first round pick was James Conner, just not working out for us. So uh, that's that's one of uh, multiple bad decisions in the draft that have just really sunk our season. So, <sighs> well, um, you know, anyway, couldn't relate. 
Tell, tell us about your 9-1 team. I was going to say... I, scrappy, before, scrappy when squad. I got the, no one cares about our teams. When I got this question, when we, when we put it in the doc, I was like, Danny's, Danny's going to be very, very in favor of talking shit. If I know you, it, like, is there anything better in your life than talking shit? I think really what happened with my team is we have the Patriots defense, and now that just makes my ego <laughs> yeah. feel better, even though it's, life is completely random and meaningless <laughs> like the rest of this stuff. All right, thank you to Bill. Thank you to Bill Coyle for the question. And... If you have more fantasy court cases that need litigation, send them in on the Ringer NFL Show Facebook page. Any more trash talking you want to do, DK? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm good. Glad we got this in in a week. Craig wasn't there to trash talk about that he's winning this <laughs> stupid streaming thing. Goddamn, I'm upset Craig's winning that. We're going to catch him. All right, thank you, Bill. Thank you to DK. Thank you, Craig, get better. Thank you to Jim. Thank you to everyone for listening. We will see you guys later this week. And thank you to Fireball, Fireball's new Firebox. Party Bucket and Party Ball are the perfect provisions for tailgating anything. Yes, anything, not just football games. Tailgate your friend's baby shower. Tailgate the grocery store. The Firebox, Party Bucket, and Party Ball are all you need for a perfect pregame. They hold enough Fireball for you and your friends. So go buy yourself and your friends some Fireball and tailgate life. 